This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. There is enormous power in training your body to respond as if your dream life is actually happening, to actually feel those emotions as if it was happening in the now. It builds so much motivation, so much energy, so much more direction toward creating those results that we would love for our lives. It's truly amazing. Kevin. Valeria interviews Kevin Carton, the author of The Soul Purpose Blueprint, a step-by-step guide to unlock your spiritual gifts and finally fulfill your purpose. Kevin Carton specializes in empowering people to discover and live their soul's purpose. He began his journey when he took a leap of faith to leave pharmacy school to pursue his dreams. Within a year, he firmly established himself as a budding expert in the personal development industry. Now, with almost a decade of experience, Kevin is a speaker, teacher, and transformational life coach who has spoken on stages in front of thousands of people, which led him to being described as a young Bob Proctor and the next Tony Robbins. He shares weekly insight, inspiration, and motivation alongside his brother and co-host, Chris Carton, on their podcast, Science and Spirituality, with over 980,000 downloads and listeners in over 113 countries all over the world. As a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach, Kevin's workshops and coaching programs have helped hundreds of people break through limitations and achieve greater results than they've known before. Meet Kevin at kevincarton.com and soulbuilderlive.com. Here's the interview with Kevin Carton. In your own words, who is Kevin Carton? Kevin Carton is a spiritual being, (laughs) first and foremost. We're going to talk about this dichotomy or the uh, duality of life that um, we all have two sides to our nature. But I always, I do my best. I'm not perfect at this in my day-to-day life, but I do my best to relate with myself as who I really am as a soul. Uh, We don't have a soul, we are a soul. And so I really see myself as a soul as best as I can. And then coming into this time and space in the human form, Kevin Carden, I'm a transformational life coach, a speaker, a teacher, and I've been doing this work for now five years, at least in a professional sense. But before that, I was working for my mentor's company. And so I've been in the field of helping people in personal development, spiritual development for the last eight years. How did you ground yourself in that understanding, Kevin, in a sense of going from belief to knowing and then to realizing? Mm, That's a really great question. I think the first answer to that is that it takes time 
and a and a willingness to not give up in that belief because you're right it first is a belief and um i think it's important to have someone supporting and guiding you along the way because i mentioned i've worked with my mentor and her company before and uh her her name is mary morrissey and when i first heard her speak this is back in 2014 it was quite some time ago now there was something that was sparked within me and i felt like my like who i am as a soul just started to wake up when i started to realize that i'm not just my thoughts i'm not just my emotions not just my body that is an experience that i have and that who i really am as a soul like so there was a, it was first a belief or like it was like a, t- a felt experience but then over time like because once you have that experience usually like the, people call it a spiritual awakening but what usually happens after that is that you snap back into 3D reality and you, <laughs> it, you feel like it's like, oh, it's just a far off and distant experience that, oh, is like nice to have, but it's not who you really are. So I think the main thing is actually just the time and actually being willing to commit to coming back to that experience or even seeking out more ways in which you can actually get in touch with that, which that's why I say it's important to have someone to support and guide you because it's not it's not easy. And many people have experiences, but then it's not sustained because they don't come back to it day after day or week after week. There's, it's usually like a giving up uh, in, in usually an unconscious way because it's difficult to really stay in that place of truth or that authentic being. It seems to me like now that, it, as you said, it takes practice. It, that's kind of um, such a... A contradiction in a way. It takes practice, deepening, grounding ourselves into the truth of who, what we already are. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a contradiction, but it's not, as you said. So for those who are not in the, let's say, in the field of consciousness and healing, science, spirituality, as you are, and your brother, I'll be mentioning the, uh, in the moment of the podcast too that you're hosting, what is the best way to ground ourselves in that truth, just for people who are kind of, uh, they are not really into doing this work, but they, sure. they're they regular people. Yeah. What is your suggestion? Yeah. My suggestion is actually the the topic we'll get more into in this episode that we're having or this conversation we're having is about having a dream of really who you want to become, what you would love to experience in this life. Because I believe we're here in time and space in this human experience for a purpose for us to grow as a soul. And so in order to do that, and this this is a uh, a simple but easy to work with way of growing our consciousness or expanding our consciousness is to give ourselves a focus of what we would love in the human experience. Because it's, it's one and the same, really, that when we have an experience or grow or expand in a human experience, then that helps the soul growth that we have as well. So it's, it's, a, it's both together. Like we because like I said, we have two sides to our nature. Spiritual nature is who we really are as a soul, then our human experience. So if we grow in one, we're growing in another, but it's it's vice versa. The main topic of this conversation, so the audience knows, is <laughs> connecting with our future self through visualization. So the power of doing that, of yes. kind of seeing and feeling our, our dream. So I guess my question about that, Kevin, is... Could the experience of the desire, the dream of experiencing heavy material things, because it's easy for most of us to do that, coming from yes. the mind, lead us to this, the soul's purpose? Yes. And there's nuance to it. Yes. Because 
This is one of my favorite things to speak on because I feel like I, I had a lot of uh, stumbling blocks along my journey. When I started to focus on a dream of what I would love of work that I felt was purposeful, that was fulfilling for me, that gave me a sense of freedom in terms of time and money, as well as, I mean, re- fulfilling relationships. Like I longed to attract the love of my life, which I did. All these different things can seem like it's so focused on the human experience that we lose connection with the soul. But it really, again, like I was saying, as I was saying, it goes together. But the nuances that we do have to come from this understanding or knowing that we are more than just whatever we experience in this human reality. But it's it's through the human experience that we do grow as a soul. So primary has to be that knowing that we are a soul and that through the human experience, then we grow. Because if if we just focus on like, you know, material things or like growth that way, and not coming from that place of connection with our own soul, we could get lost in the materiality and just feel listless even of just goal, like achieving goal after goal and getting right. more. And that's right. not what it's really about. Right. Okay. So is that the first step, one of the first steps you um, guide others to do to first realize that they are a soul yes. before they dream? <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, the the tool that I use with my clients, I call it a soul tool, is to notice what you're noticing. It's such a simple thing and you could do it in the moment that you're in by just taking a moment to notice the thoughts that have been passing through your consciousness, no matter what they've been. Could be that, oh, this is interesting what I'm hearing or, oh, I have to pick up my son or I have to go get groceries later today. No matter what thought was just passing through the mind, you can notice it. And then take a step back and notice that you are noticing those thoughts. Because that to me is uh, at least an, an experience that you can have when you really take maybe even just 20, 30 seconds to in your own mind say, I'm noticing what I'm noticing and bring yourself through that experience. That's actually the first way I, I really started to connect with my soul in a conscious way. Because I think I've always, I've been connected in different ways throughout my life, even when I was a kid, to knowing that I'm more than just human. But I didn't know how to put it to words or to actually consciously have the experience. But noticing what you're noticing is a first step to that so that you can recognize then what you are longing for or what you are discontent about in your life right now, which then gives rise to the dream. That makes a lot of sense to me. That That's one of the, the steps that I followed to getting to to know what that was. I guess the question for you that has to do with that first step is, sure. what is the the quality? What qualities do you sense or feel from that observer? Oh, that's such a good question. I, at least in my experience, I think everyone has their own experience with this, but there's a sense of space, even relief and and empowerment. That comes with this because what really is happening, even just in that that tiny moment of really noticing what you're noticing, is that you're creating space between the patterns in your life or the the programming that you have, whether it's you know how you react to a certain situation or how you think. Like it's often this psychologists say, ninety percent of our thoughts are actually coming from our subconscious, which is just patterns. So when you notice what you're noticing. You create that space between who you really are as a soul who can notice the thoughts and not be the thoughts. And then you're, you're creating space between 
the pattern and then who you really are. So that like, again, it, there's a relief to that. Cause then you recognize like, Oh, sure. I've had this pattern in my life of maybe struggle in a relationship or like financial challenge, but I am not that pattern. I have the experience. I have those patterns in my life, but I, I am not that pattern. So there's more empowerment because then you recognize, Oh, I have the real power to then change this. That's the feeling that I experienced too. I call it freedom nice. in a way. Like so yes. free, it's very freeing. It's spacious, yeah, for sure. Very spacious. Uh, it, it makes the the body conditioned body mind to to relax. Yes. That's amazing to realize, Kevin, that we are not the mind. Isn't that interesting? Yes, because we can observe all the thoughts and the emotions and the memories. So that means that we are not that. Exactly. But at the same time, we are because there's no separation between the soul and everything that's happening. That's why it sounds like a contradiction or paradox, but it's not. It's just how this works, right? Right. What we call life. Yes. How amazing. I mean, it's interesting. There's always a pause when there's it's almost this, the body, mind contemplating something that they are, but they're not sure about it. <laughs> or they are always in doubt, asking questions. Right. And how do we deal with the doubts and fears? I guess you already tapped into that a little bit, but I would like to hear more. Yeah, it's a great question because yeah. that's natural to arise. In fact, I don't know. I, I, have, I have faith that it will actually evolve in terms of our um, human system. Uh, but at least currently right now, the way our human system is set up through tens of thousands of years of evolution is that it's very normal to have doubts, fears, and worries rise up. Because if this goes to the, a very basic understanding scientifically or physiologically that we have a nervous system that has two parts to it, is a parasympathetic nervous system and a sympathetic nervous system. It's often called, the, the sympathetic nervous system is often called the fight or flight response. And then the parasympathetic is often called the relaxation response. So anytime that we go beyond our comfort zone or our normal, then we are activating at some level where it's, it's natural to have an activation in the fight or flight response because we don't feel safe. It's the unknown. It's, there's uncertainty there. And from thousands of years of evolution, it's normal for ourselves to react in a way to want to keep ourselves safe. So even when we start to dream, when we start to consider a life that we would absolutely love, where it's, we're living a life that we absolutely love in all areas of our life, we're expanding, we're growing, we're fulfilling our purpose, we're connecting with who we, who we really are, even just by dreaming that, that activates the sympathetic nervous system naturally, fears, doubts, worries rise up. And so the number one way I start to work with my own nervous system, and I help my clients do this as well in the moment, is using your breath. Our breath is the number one tool to work with uh, the nervous system because it has a direct connection to the nervous system. Because when we're breathing very shallowly or quickly, it means that we're in the sympathetic nervous system response, fight or flight. But then when we start to slow down our breath, take deep inhales, feel the ability expand and exhale out slowly, then we start to connect with and activate the parasympathetic nervous system, that part of us that can relax. And that starts to open up our creative faculties that really come from spirit, come from our soul or who we are as a soul that we can then bring into this human experience to really create more of what we would love. Or some people may even say heaven on earth. 
Yeah, right. You see, and it starts with that. Oh, there are techniques, of course, to get there, but it's trust, yes. isn't it? I, I hear that uh, that 100%. message. You know, I heard that before. Somebody, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, non-dualist, a monk, was a Hindu mm. monk. He said that in the beginning when he was starting to understand all this, exactly the same thing, trying to tap into who he was. And then he did. He meditated for so many years, three years later. And then he was still having the fears and the doubts, mm -hmm. the mind questioning everything that he was doing. He wanted to mm -hmm. become a monk, but the mind was just, he couldn't sleep. The traumas would come back, all the his past and all that. And he went to his teacher and asked him, you know, I guess it's not working. It has been three years already. I've been practicing <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm, I'm, it's, I, I don't know. I came here to just let you know that I don't think it's working for me. Mm. And then the teacher said to him, you are taking your mind too seriously. Mm. So the message was to not listen yes. to what the mind was saying. So in a, in a sense, ignoring, but I don't know if this yeah. is a, I mean, it might be a path, right, Kevin, to just sure. like ignore and see the, just see the movements of thoughts. Yes. That's what it is, movement. They're just passing by. And then there's another, I know that within the, the process that you teach uh, in visualizing your dreams and your future self, there's yes. also the step of taking actions, right? Taking yes, the course. actions. So talk to me about that. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> the first thought that comes to my mind is a quote from Jim, uh, the American actor Jim Carrey. He said once, because he's very deep into the idea of visualizing, uh, connecting with your future self, in fact, that was actually how he became a well-known actor in the world. Um, you can hear his story. Like in the early 90s, he had an interview with Oprah, and he tells about this. But this one line I hear, I heard from this interview, he said, you can't just visualize and then go eat a sandwich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's funny, so that's thing. great. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, like you get inspired, but then if you just go on and just do your normal life and don't change anything, you don't take inspired action – your life is going to be the same. Like you might feel better, which is great, and maybe start to attract different things into your life. But if you're not willing to meet life or spirit or God, the universe halfway in terms of what you've, you've now sent out this energy through your visioning that is in the intention of your desire of what you would love as if it's already worked out, it start, it's going to start to come to you. But if you're not actually taking action, then you're going to miss out on opportunity. There, there are... Uh, like our perception starts to shift in terms, like and when we start to really visualize, we start to see more opportunity. And then if we don't take action on that opportunity, like the ideas that come to us or maybe a circumstance presents itself and it's like, hey, like that's a step that actually moving me in the direction of my dream. If we don't take action, it's like we're we're shutting down our belief because if we're not taking action, then it's it's us, it's a subconscious signal that I don't fully believe. Wow, Kevin, you just kind of um, brought me into my own personal life mm. in a sense of my desires, they come from the heart. So it's all yes. about doing something to get the body conditioned, body mind kind of more mm. relaxed and more spacious so I can help myself, my family, and then my community and then the world, who knows. Yes. Just passing that on. It's something that will benefit all of us. It always comes from that place, working together mm. with others, never by myself, alone. So there's a lot of that happening. So I just thought about just now, as you say that. There's something that I always, there's this picture that I, this dream, it's not, I don't call it a dream, I call it a, sure. like a, it's an intention, something that 
I would love to do or something that I want to be. But mm. in a sense that I'm already, I already am everything that I want to be. But in, in a sense of body, mind, here, this experience. And I, I sense that too, that not taking the, the action. So you're saying that that's coming from the subconscious. So it's, it's, it's a blockage. There's something that's blocking me from taking that step. 100%. And Valeria, really, per- this is perfect. I'm so, I appreciate your, your vulnerability there and just sharing that because truth be told, we all face that. That's that. Again, it's, it's part of our physiology. And if we beat ourselves up or feel like, oh, I'm not doing something right, then that even shuts it down more. But just recognizing, even having compassion for ourselves, is like, oh, there's a part of me that does want to take that step, but there's fear. So <laughs> it's, it's never, it's never going to change. At least, let me say it this way, because again, I do have faith that I, I believe in evolution as it goes on for the next hundreds or thousands of years. I think we will evolve past needing this part of our human system, but at least currently right now, there is going to be a part of us that just wants to stay in the comfort zone. And so the real truth, it's so simple, is you ha- we have to just do it afraid. Mm, okay, <laughs> There's going to be yeah. uncertainty. It's, it's natural. It's a part of the process. Yeah. You actually say that, that it's okay to be uncomfortable. There will be uncomfortable. Yes. This process not going to be, it's simple, but not easy. That's how you phrase exactly. it. <laughs> and that's why most people don't do it. Okay. So today, after the interview, I will take that action. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Isn't it interesting? I won't tell you what it is now, but one day I sure. will. <laughs> if that yes. realizes itself, then I'll definitely let you know that <laughs> you awesome. helped me, Kevin. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. That's interesting. Hmm. But you see, the more we contemplate that space of where we see ourselves being or, or realizing or already there, then it seems like we meet people even, right? Or yes. things start to happen to push us in a way to, in that direction. That's yes. what I'm seeing too, realizing now. This is wonderful. So at the end, when everything is said and done, I usually wake up thinking, contemplating the end of this, whatever we call life, this experience here, if there's an end to it, to it which I don't think there is. But the level of body-mind we know it will end. So I contemplate always like if the question is, if um, I lose the body, leave the body, whatever it is today, how would I feel? What, what was the goal of everything that I have done, I have said, or the thoughts I had, or the practices that I engaged in? So it's the same question for you. Do you also visualize or practice this um, deep questioning of the end, like what's the goal of everything that you are have been doing and are doing in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely. That, that's actually what got me to uh, really embark on this journey of uh, spiritual awakening, self growth, personal development. Because back in 2014, before it was literally just days before I met my mentor, who I've continued working with, I um, I was in school to get my doctorate in pharmacy, and. I, after three, three and a half years of being in that schooling, I really had a deep visceral knowing that it was not the path for me anymore, which was really difficult to even acknowledge because I had invested that much time. I felt guilty because my parents had invested tens of thousands of dollars in my education, which also meant their own effort in life and uh, time that they invested to actually like earn that kind of income to be able to put me through school. So all these things were holding me back, but uh, what really helped me make that decision to leave that career path of pharmacy was 
that exact thinking of at the end of my life, what decision would I be proud of that I made? Stay, staying in the same comfort zone just because it's you know what I've been doing and I should just finish just because other people have said so or of a certain obligation I feel like to my parents or even to my friends like or would I be proud that I decided to say no to what I knew in my soul was not for me and go on a journey which I had no idea what was in store but that that was uh, the catalyst that exact kind of questioning um, I wouldn't say it was maybe like a visualization. Like I imagined myself literally uh, laying my head on the pillow for the last time. I, I definitely connected with that idea of, all right, at the end of my life, if all said and done, like, would I be proud of the the decisions I made today or mm-hmm. the things I did today? That's a beautiful way of experiencing this life. It has been the only one for me, in a sense. Mm-hmm. That's my guiding principle. Would I be at peace in the end? Mm. about everything I have I have done and said too, even the thoughts. It's almost like uh, this commitment to not to become the person that I want to be, but it's yeah. just being the soul that I already am. Yes. So that's how it really resonates every time I hear that message. Mm. The way you say it's interesting too, because... You explained the step. That was a conversation you had on your podcast, which is, I want to mention now, it's called Science and Spirituality Podcast that you, you host with your brother, Chris Carton. So you mentioned that you talk about the feeling, you said the emotional words, and that it's something that has to become tangible in a sense, yes. experiential, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Like, is that living truth, living dream now here? Yes. Not just in the future when it becomes and realizes itself. Yeah. So, and this is something that you're right, you say it's simple, but it's not easy because we tend to just kind of come from the subconscious mind or mm-hmm. let that run the show and drive our actions. Right. But I'm very, very careful with that. So, in a sense, I hear them, I see the subconscious thinking kind of come into play, and then I kind of let them kindly and gently <laughs> let yes. them pass. I don't take any action inspired by them. And then I just go back to what the soul would have me to do. Mm-hmm. So that has been a very interesting practice. And I don't really call it living the dream or trying to get to the future self, but that's what sure. it is, right? That's yes. exactly what it is. Absolutely. My, uh, my mentor calls it, and this is what I teach my clients too, is called vision-driven living. Ah, yeah. Ma- many, people, many people have a vision of who they want to be or what they would love to uh, experience in life or what they would love to achieve, but they're not m- living from that. Like in choosing thoughts, that would actually be as if, like, if, it, if it was all worked out, if I was that version of me. If I had that relationship, if I had the money, if I was doing work that really fulfilled me or expanded the work that I'm doing now that really I dream of, then what what thoughts would I be thinking? How would I be feeling in this moment? Or even my favorite, especially when there's challenge that we're facing or obstacles, how would the version of me where it's all worked out deal with this? Right, right. It's a very different way of thinking. Yes, it's a different of being, of living, yes. right? Very different. Yes. And you also mentioned that this is actually, we can focus on any areas of our lives. It could yes. be health, it could be finances, it could be relationships, anything. So 
for me at this time, I mean, th there are some things, but it has been also the practice of being truthful, but kind at the same time, like knowing how to express my truth without hurting my husband. <laughs> I have to say mm -hmm. that way because he's the closest person to me. And yeah. a lot of times you just, you feel so close that you wanted to just say how it comes right. to you. You don't want to, let's say, adjust or play with the words even. But I, I have been kind of realizing that it's something that I must do. Like communication skills is very important. Mm -hmm. But also because I have had, there's a pattern of boundaries. I'm not so good with boundaries. Uh, sure. There's something in me that it's always trying to please others. And mm. let me give an example. Like if I have something to tell my husband and he doesn't re respond like in a positive way, in a receptive way, then I feel mm -hmm. bad about the whole thing. So I'm kind mm. of, and then I silence myself and then now it's just much worse sure. than, than before. So is that something that you also work with, with the people you do? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Think of it in this way, Valeria, that the vision, mm. the dream that you would love, like you said, it could be in any area of life. But when, when we get specific, that's where the magic happens. Like, so just using your story as an example, which I appreciate again, the vulnerability, because that it makes it so easy then to share of like how this could work that let's imagine it's three years from now, or even heck a year from now you can work with, uh, cause this, this can, uh, this kind of situation, it's like a, an experience with a relationship that you already have with someone like your husband that, uh, you're already close with, but that it's just a different experience or different change of the way in which you relate then you could absolutely envision a year from now. It might be uh, better if someone's listening and that they want to attract the love of their life and they haven't uh, been on a, out on a date in a year or two, then it might be better if you dream three years from now as if it's all worked out because it just gives more space and ability to believe what you're visioning. But either way, you want to be specific to, all right, what would I love? If it, if it could all work out, if I am the version of myself I would love to be, what would that version of me think or how would that version of me speak here? How would I respond? And so, for example, it could be for you, Valeria. Oh, I, and it's three years, it's a year from now. I'm so happy and grateful now that when I have something challenging to share with my husband, I share it honestly, openly, with truth, with love. And no matter how he responds, I hold space for myself and for him in the relationship, knowing that we're going to be okay no matter what. Like, and I, chances are you already have that yeah. in your head. Yeah, in the way. It, it's the, it's yeah. the, it's the practice of connecting with that version of yourself now beyond whatever condition you're facing in the present moment, like the, the subconscious patterning of how it shows up yes. right now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Right. That's what I have been practicing, but I always go back to that, um, to what you said. It's simple, but not easy. So it's a, it's a practice. Yes. So every day, I, right. little by little. Some things are harder to express. Some truths are much harder to express. Yes. So it takes time, I guess, um, going back to that concept right. of time. It takes uh, consciousness getting more refined or, or, or we getting more grounded on, in consciousness mm -hmm. to be able to easily kind of flow with everything, anything that comes our way. Yes. So now it's kind of, it's very easy to flow with uh, the work I do because it's almost like it's a so driven work. So it's like, ah, it's so wonderful to talk to these people because most of you kind of share that. So let's go back to the, um, if you could, I know we have been talking about the process already. Oh, before that, Kevin, I yes. wanted to also mention that you have 
written an ebook titled The Soul Purpose Blueprint, a step-by-step yes. guide to unlock your spiritual gifts and finally fulfill your purpose. So we talked about this in our first interview. Would you like to yes. mention anything, Ed, elaborate anything about uh, your, your book? I know we have not talked about it today. Sure. Yeah, no, it's um, it's something that still is available and it actually helps with this visioning process because that book will help you in terms of writing out a vision. It's called a vision statement because uh, in order to really get connected with your purpose, it's being clear on what that purpose is in your life. And it doesn't have to be specifically work. You can find purpose in in just you growing in your own soul. You could have purpose in relationships, uh, caring for people. It could be purpose in giving back to community through volunteering. But whatever it is, having a clarity of the vision so that you can bring more of that future self energy into your present moment time. That is the work of the Soul Purpose Blueprint. So that's a beautiful way of uh, practicing that or working with it. And uh, we had not yet talked about this, Valeria, but the, uh, the I have an event coming up uh, February 25th. And I'll be running that. I've run this a few times a year now. So even if you're listening to this beyond this, the, the link will still work. But uh, soulbuilderlive.com uh, is where you can go. And that, uh, that event is a full day experience where we go through this whole process that we're talking about of noticing what you're noticing, getting connected with your vision, actually going through a process that I call time machine to, to actually connect with your future self in the present moments that you can generate the feelings. Um, that's, that's something I offer ah, too. Wonderful. And then, as you said, the link will still work, right, Kevin, after this podcast? Yes. So the podcast, this is something that's ongoing too. Do you host podcasts? Do you have guests? Yes. So talk to me about that for a moment. Yeah. I mean, the, the podcast has just been a, a passion project of mine with my brother. We first started it back in 2007 or 2019 when, uh, we both were having conversations on both of these topics, science and spirituality. And we were realizing like in, in those conversations, it's like, this is really powerful. Like we should share this because we're going through our own process of change and learning new things. And so when we were talking about it, we were realizing, oh, this would be, could be really helpful to people in the world. And so we started that and um, we've been recording an episode uh, each week for the past three and a half years at the recording of this episode with you. And um, yeah, it's just been awesome and having different conversations with people. And uh, we've had some really amazing guests, uh, many psychologists, um, uh, research scientists. Uh, we even had therapists on that share their work and as well as spiritual teachers, um, mediums. It's just been incredible to bring those two worlds together. And I've learned a ton by, by having those interviews. It's such a wonderful way of connecting with um, other human beings, right? Yes. At a deeper level. So your brother, Chris, is he also a transformational life coach? No, he's actually, uh, he was trained as an accountant first. and uh, But he has his degree also, which he made a transition in his career. He has his degree in traditional Chinese medicine. And so he's an acupunct acupuncturist. And so he brings that side of the the, the Eastern uh, medicine science to it as well. Yeah, how wonderful to see Family, kind of, you're very close related, working together. That's so wonderful. Yeah, and I, I guess I say that because not all families, right, get along. hundred percent. I, I feel very blessed that I have, uh, and he's he's uh, my older brother. He's a year and a half older than me. 
and we've we've been best best friends ever since I was born. Yeah, that's beautiful, Kevin. I love that. Uh, it sounds like that soul connection is happening. So it is um, almost like this um, agreement we've yes. <laughs> both made. And then also your services. So you on your website uh, you have the Dream Builder Program. Yes, you offer the Life Mastery and then Life Mastery One on One VIP Year. So would you like to? kind of mentioned, uh, explore a bit more of your services or one of them? Sure, yeah. The, the one I'd absolutely love to share because the, the other offerings I'm actually changing or shifting right now, they're evolving, uh, I'd rather say. It's similar to what I have, I have to offer, um, but I call it soul building now uh, instead of life mastery. Um, been, yeah, just uh, refining the way I, I speak to what I, I do as a coach. But um, the, uh, the first one I still run or share because it's my mentor's program, actually. Mary Morrissey, as I said, and uh, her program is called the Dream Builder. This is where I got trained and how I got certified as a coach at her institute. And so the Dream Builder is her program that she is really brought together after the last 30 years of studying transformation and helping people. Um, like she got her master's degree in counseling psychology, was ordained as a minister, spoken at, at the United Nations multiple times, uh, many, many more things that I can share about her. But uh, it's, it's a process of building a dream. First, getting the idea, actually, like, what would you love, discovering that for yourself, and then how you go through the process over time of bringing that into your reality. And there's many different steps, but uh, the three main phases of that are blueprinting, getting the clear image of what you would love, the vision statement, bridging the gap between where you are, where you'd love to be, and that's really in your energy, and then building, like actually what can help accelerate the process of building a dream. And so I walk clients through that three-month process myself and support them in whatever comes up because it's very normal. It's actually uh, expected for uh, patterns or blocks or challenges to rise up. That's the nature of changes we were talking about before. So that is my main work. I, I really usually start off working with clients through that program. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. What can I say? What word could I use? Thank you so much, Kevin, for doing what you do. Well, thank you for yeah asking. I, I always feel honored to share that. Um, it's a privilege, really, to work with people in this way. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, but I would like sure. to mention some of the... Uh, I've read the information you sent to me, and I, I like what has been said there. We don't get what we want in life. We get who we are. So true, and which I I would kind of replace the word hope to what <laughs> what yeah. we are more than the the person, but everything is connected. So even the idea of who we are is what we are. And then you say, speak to yourself more and more as if you already were the person in the now, were that person they want to be in the now. So we have been talking about that. And mm -hmm. in the time machine you just mentioned, there's something else that caught my attention. You talk about the, um, I think it's Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenser. You yes. mentioned him too, that he said, we must learn to train our body to respond to a new mind. So training the body to respond to the new vision, yes. the new life that we want to live. I heard so many times, so many people that I interviewed talk about him. And of course, I read, mm. but I never really got to know his work. So is this somebody that you worked with too, Kevin? No, that's actually a great question. I, I have not worked with him myself yet, but I I love the, I have actually have had, I've read one of his books, but I haven't been to any of his seminars or anything, but I, I love his work as a scientist speaking to these 
spiritual concepts that many people have known for longer than our modern science in the last couple of hundred years. And yeah, so I just reference his quote that just gives more evidence to that. This is not just something that is nice to feel, or it's like a, uh, a placebo effect even like on the spiritual side, but it's actually backed by science that our mind cannot tell the difference between something physical in our reality and then something vividly imagined. When we get into that vivid imagination, that's when our physiology starts to change. And uh, quickly, his story, I don't know if you know this, Valeria, but he um, he actually had suffered an accident. And uh, it was like 20, 30 years ago, he was paralyzed. And within eight weeks, he had healed his body through the power of visualization, mainly. There, there were other things that he did within that time, like he didn't just completely forego Western medicine and supporting him, but it was... He, he attributes his healing mainly to the power of his mind and connecting with that future self in the present moment. So that came from his own experience too. Yes, that's exactly. wonderful. That, that's what got him on that whole journey of doing what he does. Yeah, thank you for saying that, for mentioning his, um, the background of his, what his work is all about. I'm not familiar with his work now. I might be, <laughs> I might read more <laughs> about true. him. That makes a lot of sense. I have interviewed so many people have healed themselves through the power of that space that they know to be infinite, limitless. Yes. So the ending questions, I'll ask you one final question. But before that, would you like to add anything else that you left unsaid for today? Uh, no, actually, the only other thing I would say is about the the event that I have coming up, the Soul Builder Live. That it's an opportunity to experience what we almost pretty much everything we've been talking about in this episode, which I so appreciate your uh, prepared questions to speak about all these different things, and of course your own intuitive guidance to ask different questions. But uh, it's a deeper dive because, like you said, it's very easy to have challenge with actually applying these different things into our life because it's it's so normal to have just the the human conditioning to just think that we're just human. And so getting into a space where not only obviously having support like from myself as a trained coach, but also being around others who are in that same kind of journey is so powerful. It's like an energy vortex that's created that supports and uplifting your awareness to really get connected more deeply with who you are. So I just wanted to say that because it's uh, not just something that we do alone. We do that together. And um, it's a really deep experience. So it's about like six to eight hours of a, an event with breaks in between and everything. It's all virtual. Um, so it's it's a really fun experience too. You get to meet other people. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, it does sound like, to me, it sounds like meaningful fun. Yes. That's how I usually say. And that's the way, yeah, I love living life. Just having meaningful fun, <laughs> not just fun, not just meaningful, but bringing them together. Yes. That makes such a huge difference. Exactly. Thank you so much again, Kevin, for everything that you offer to us in this reality, this beautiful guidance, really grounding. I keep going back to mm. that word because that's what we need, right? Yes. Um, kind of merge, right? The, the humanness with the non-human. We, we are essentially non-human, but we tend to believe that we are only uh, the human part of us right. or even go back to it because it's so easy. It's so attractive, right? It's uh, the body, the mind. Yes. So thank you again for that reminder. Everything you do, it's a reminder that we can go deeper every day in, in moment to moment. Mm -hmm. So my last question, I'll ask you, let's see, I'll ask this one. What is one 
wish you have for everyone who listens to this episode? Mm. What do you want them to take? If there's one message, what would that be to take from this the, our conversation today? The one message I would say is to remember who you are, that you are far more powerful than any circumstance, any situation, any condition that you may be facing that feels challenging. And that through the power of bringing your soul into more of this human experience, like who you are, that you can overcome anything, you can experience what you would love, and that this life is really beautiful as we get in touch with our innate capacities. Mm, yes, that's another beautiful reminder. Thank you so much for your, for your heartfelt intention, Kevin. You're welcome. It's truly beautiful. So my last technical question before we say goodbye, where's the best place to find more information about you? Definitely my website, kevincarton.com. And then soulbuilderlive.com is the website that you can find out more about that event. And then I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, not super active, but uh, it's a place where we can connect or uh, send messages like in Instagram DMs. So my tag is at Kevin F, as in Francis, Carton, my last name. So Kevin F. Carton. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile and the handle, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Kevin. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kevin Carton and his work, please visit kevincarton.com and soulbuilderlive.com. Instagram at Kevin F. Carton. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>